When divorce, separation, or a stressed family structure is present, often children experience the worst of it. Parents, while trying to be there for their children, often can't see past what's going on with themselves. This is Reclaiming Your Life with Don Christensen. Don knows firsthand about the issues that surround divorce, having experienced it herself as a young mother. Now, there is a forum for you to share and learn together. Here is your host, Don Christensen. Welcome, everyone. This is Don Christensen, your host of Reclaiming Your Life. Today's topic, um, there was so much that I needed to share, so I'm actually going to break this up into two segments. Um, This is actually part one of Toxic Parents, Uh, parents who do unloving things in the name of love. And um, we are going to also discuss how to reclaim your life regarding um, toxic parenting. So there's so much material that is needed to be shared with you today, um, coming from you from a very transparent level. I'm going to be sharing some very personal um, things with you today, so let's just get right to it. You know, whether you want it or not, your parents plant mental and emotional seeds in you, and these seeds grow as you do. In some families, these are seeds of love, respect, and independence, but in other families, these seeds are of fear, obligation, or guilt, among other things. There are many parents who act abusively towards their children, and such toxic behavior becomes consistent and dominant in a child's life. Okay, guys, all parents make mistakes in upbringing, okay? We didn't come with a rule book, and as far as I know from the beginning of time, there was no rule book about child rearing other than if you want to, you know, not to be, not to offend anybody religiously, but if you want to have a religious belief about that, then the Bible would be your, you know, or your own, your own religious book would be your guide to child upbringing since that beginning of time, but we are talking about now all parents make mistakes in upbringing. But there is a clear line when it comes to making mistakes, isn't there? Like especially repeating abusive behaviors towards children. That leads to a toxic home environment that does severe emotional damage to an innocent young person. Now, Toxic parents usually do extreme unloving things in the name of love. That's how they cause great emotional damage to their children, lost childhood, depression, anxiety, crippling feelings of guilt and shame, low self-worth, and those are only the sum of the frequent effects of toxic upbringings. I'm going to be sharing, like I said, some very intimate pieces of my upbringing, um, But now, we all tend to repeat familiar patterns of feelings, no matter how painful and self-defeating they may be. In other words, children of toxic parents treat, I'm sorry, try to reenact their old painful experiences in other adult relationships. Consequently, a double damage is being done. All right, really briefly, because there's so much material that, that I want to share with you that, that's that's so important to me. In my childhood, actually, let me just reference my adulthood because that's what we just talked about, um, painful experiences in other adult relationships. All I saw my parents do was fight 
when I was in most impressionable times of my upbringing. So um, I became numb to the, the fighting eventually, but I repeated that in my, you know, adult life when I got married when I was very young and had a child and all I knew how to do, all I saw is how to have a relationship that was violent. So that became a huge problem that I had to overcome in my adult life. And every family is a system. Okay, it's a group of interconnected people where each person is affected in a profound and often hidden ways. We can have three, four children raised in the same home and every single one child has a different experience and a different effect that is profound for them. Every family is a complex network of a whole spectrum of positive and negative feelings from love, pride, joy, to jealousy, guilt, and anxiety. And there's so much more, right? It is a constant flow of the full range of human emotions. These emotions are connected in different needs, values, rules, and beliefs. But very little of a family system is immediately visible on the surface. You have to go deep to see families' hidden rules and emotional drivers. The deeper we go, the more we discover. Hidden rules and underlying beliefs are the ones that drive attitudes, judgments, and perceptions. And these hidden rules and beliefs are often expressed in terms like shoulds, oughts, or supposed tos. In reasonably mature and caring families, the underlying beliefs and rules are formed in a direction where the feelings and needs of all family members are taken into consideration. I'm not talking about beaver cleaver type stuff, so let's just have a a little open mind about this to just stick with me and absorb, okay? The rules are reasonable in a mature and caring family structure and provide ethical and moral structure to a child's development, age appropriateness, etc. On the other hand, toxic families, you know, their underlying beliefs and unwritten rules are almost always self-centered and self-serving in big favor of the toxic parents. In toxic families, the rules are based on a bizarre and distorted perception of reality, putting children in a place where they can be easily abused. Some examples that that I discovered um, of toxic beliefs, and look, I looked deep into me too, because I can't bring anything to you here unless... I'm not going to preach to you. I have to have felt this or dealt with this in some form in my personal life. Okay, so some examples of toxic beliefs are children should respect their parents no matter what. You know, again, uh, this might get the hairs on the back of some religious believers, hairs to stand up on the back of your neck, like the Ten Commandments of love thy father and thy mother. But what was the intention of saying that? Love thy father, thy mother, and let them beat the shit out of you every day? No, that's not what that meant. Um, Another example, there are only two ways to do things, my way and the wrong way. Another toxic belief is children should be seen and not heard. I grew up with a little bit of that. It's wrong for children to be mad at their parents. Well, yeah, respect me or you get the your face slapped some examples of unspoken toxic family rules can be don't be more successful than your father don't be happier than your mother don't lead your own life don't ever stop needing me if children don't obey these rules 
and toxic beliefs, parents react in, in, uh, by inflicting punishment or withdrawing their love. I experienced some of this um, with my mom. She would, if I didn't, you know, go on her line of beliefs, um, especially the religious beliefs, she would ignore me. She would shun me um, and so on. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Consequently, children blindly obey abusive family rules simply because they don't want to be punished or even more. Children don't want to be traitors to one's family by not obeying, no matter how awful their position is. They would rather withstand abuse to be feel part of something. Why do you think we have gangs? Hello? A family system without personal freedom is a toxic system. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, the 60s, you know, freedom <laughs> of expression type of thing, okay? Now, the single most dynamic difference between healthy and toxic families is how much freedom exists among family members, including children. Again, age appropriateness. In healthy families, um, in healthy families, it, it exists complete freedom to express yourself in an individual and respectful manner. Healthy families encourage individuality, autonomy, responsibility, independence, sense of self-worth and adequacy. As a rule, unhealthy families discourage individual expression. Basically, everyone must conform to the thoughts and actions of the dominant toxic parent. Families, you know, toxic families blur personal boundaries. And I struggled with this too when I was, you know, coming into adulthood and even even after adulthood. You know, there were just times when, when I had to struggle with my individual expression. So... Children in toxic families usually become prisoners of their parents' moodiness. It's very easy to live in denial that your parents weren't toxic. Many people have trouble seeing that the quality of the relationship with their caretakers, most often their parents, has a major impact in the quality of their life. Because children have little frame of reference outside the family, All the things they learned about themselves, myself, and others become universal truths engraved deeply in their minds. Research has shown that the uh, relationship with parents is actually one of the greatest impacts in the quality of your life. Nevertheless, it's really hard to identify toxic families or admit that you were raised in one. It was hard for me when to to accept, when I was doing the putting this together for you today. It was a reality check. It, it was a big reality slap in my face to realize that I was raised in a toxic family. There are several reasons for that. First, toxic families usually present a very normal facade to the world. To the outside world, they look normal, um, only inside they're rotten. Then children need to see their parents as perfect, and that can continue into adulthood. Can, okay? Not all the time. Last but not least, toxic parents have their own narcissistic tendencies of seeing themselves as as a much better parent than they actually are. Um, Toxic parents make rules, judgments, and inflict pain. That's a hard truth to embrace, isn't it? That was hard for me, even though I I had an awareness of it. Okay? That's 
also why children of toxic parents usually live in denial. A toxic parent even um, can even have a denial system of their own, seeing themselves in a much better light than they actually are. Family loyalty is a very powerful force in a children's in children's lives, no matter how corrupt or toxic the family might be. It's much easier for a defenseless, dependent child to feel guilty for having done something bad, which is labeled as guilt, or even be bad, which could be shame, and to deserve a parent's rage than to accept the fact that their parent, the protector, can't be trusted. Wow. I know this is hard hitting, guys, but it's very necessary. We need to, to look. It's okay. It's okay to admit that we were maybe raised in a, you know, a toxic type of family structure. Or maybe you look inside your own family unit and can now start to learn through this, you know, through this show that, that maybe you're experiencing or, or in a toxic family structure. Don't shame yourself. Just stick with me and we're going to work through it together. When we come back from our short break, we are going to get right into common toxic behavioral patterns of toxic parents. Stick with me. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the trauma and beauty of being human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests or people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment and community for the aftermath, emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. 
To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. All right, here we go. Thank you so much for sticking with us and leaning in, um, continuing with our segment on toxic parents. Before the break, we uh, discussed that I will be now presenting some common behavioral patterns of toxic parents. So let's dive right in. There are many different malicious ways in which parents can be toxic, okay? The most common toxic behavior patterns done to children that I've actually realized in my own life and in evaluating the the situations of the clients that I um, help is is this. Number one, calling them names and insulting them. I went through this. And it was with extended family members too. I vividly remember my maternal grandmother was... Now I see her as she was just such a miserable person herself and raised in in, in studying this and and putting this together for you today, I had a sense of peace of realization and understanding about her toxicity. She would insult me all the time. I was fat. I was unworthy. I was not good enough or I'm never going to amount to anything because I wasn't in the the religion that they were in or, or whatever and constantly criticizing me. That's number two. So criticizing and, oh, you didn't clean this good enough. She wore a white glove and she put it, dusted it over an area that I had cleaned. Um, Nope. Clean it again. That kind of stuff. Uh, That's just my example. I'm sure you guys have your own examples. Now, using physical pain for discipline. Um, this was hard for me to to be able to muster up the transparency, let's put it that way, to, to tell this to you. Um, I, I have a very close relationship with my father now. Um, I did. I was always a daddy's girl. But there was times when physical pain was used to discipline, such as, um, talking back at any level would cause Tabasco to be douched into my mouth or getting a bar of soap and rubbing it in my mouth as, as with the soap being, you know, grated onto my teeth. And you couldn't even rinse it out for like a week. It was awful. Or belt buckles across your ass. What Wooden spoons, you know, for discipline. That kind of a thing. But, you know, and, and that was a different era when we were raised with corporal discipline and there wasn't a lot of child abuse laws back then. Now um, people do that and they, they get punished. So um, using physical pain is a common behavioral pattern of a toxic parent. Getting drunk and using drugs in front of your kids. Depressed and emotionally unavailable parents. Um, a child taking care of a parent. Okay, I remember this when my parents would would argue or get into arguments and it would be late at night. My mom would crawl in bed with me and try to use me against my dad. And, oh, he did this to me and did that to me. Okay, I was a freaking kid. How do I know what's going on or the circumstances? I can't understand an adult level. I'm a kid. Um, Anything that needs to be kept a secret, like you have your children keep secrets. Um, Being frightened of caretakers. Being afraid to express anger towards a parent. Um, 
you got, you know, Tabasco in your mouth for for talking back. Low, you know, heaven forbid you actually be angry with your parents. Okay, using uh, or usually toxic parents mistreat their children even when they become adults, and that can be seen in treating an adult as if he or she was still a child. Um, intense emotional reaction to spending time with the parents or being afraid to disagree with parents. How about this one? Money manipulations. Holy crap. I have a client, will remain nameless. He is terrified of his father because of money manipulation. This guy has grown up in such a toxic household that he's in his 30s now and is deathly afraid of his father because his father controls him with money. So, you know, let's move on. (laughs) Feeling uh, responsible for how a parent feels. Or no matter what you do, it's never good enough for your parents and so on. A toxic relationship with a parent who greatly or or also um, greatly influences all other relationships in an adult's life. Um, Even the one with yourself. Unfortunately, it can be in a negative way. The most common examples of this are constantly entering into abusive relationships, possessing the toxic attachment style, avoidant or anxious, believing that people close to you will hurt you or abandon you. You expect the worst from people in life and in general. All right. I I know a, a gentleman who suffers from these three top three things right here. Um, every time he turns around, it's. You know, someone's going to hurt him or abuse him or take advantage or or whatnot. Um, another one is you don't know very well who you are or what you feel or what you want. You've never been able to express yourself in a positive way. So then you, you get caught up in you don't even know who you are. Um, maybe you get angry or sad for no apparent reason. You know, emotional flashbacks maybe of of the programming that has been ingrained in you since a child. You have a hard time relaxing or having a good time, and so on. A toxic behavior of parents, as a rule, it leads to feelings of low self-esteem, which further leads to damaging intimate relationships, loss of confidence, feelings of inadequacy, paralyzing feel, unfocused rage, depression. Phew, I know the list can go on. I'll let you guys add to your own list of destructive behaviors for that one. You know... I I get a little emotional with this because since a child's world is very narrow, parents represent the only available source of love and comfort, and no matter how abusive they are. And this distorts how a child sees themselves, others, and the world. This makes me cry inside. Our children are the future leaders of this country. Stop inflicting them with your toxicity. All healthy relationships, be they between adults or adults and children, require a big portion of vulnerability, trust, and openness. These are things that get completely destroyed in toxic families. As long as you defy your toxic parents, living or dead, You are agreeing to live by their version of reality, by their rules, usually far from who you are. You are accepting painful feelings as a part of your life, and it's time to stop that. Abuse 
is any behavior that inflicts physical or emotional pain on a child, regardless of age, regardless of whether it leaves a mark or not. Toxic parents often had toxic parents too. A toxic family system is frequently inherited, causing damage generation after generation. A toxic system is thus not something that toxic parents invent, like, oh my God, today I'm just going to be an ass, but rather as a result of accumulated feelings, accumulated rules, accumulated interactions, and that having been handed down from ancestor to ancestor, generation after generation. There are several main ways how toxic family systems can get handed down. Uh, Let's talk about uh, one of them, which is repetitive compulsion. We are driven towards things that are familiar to us, right? Even the bad ones. Familiarity provides a sense of comfort and structure. We know the rules. We know what to expect. That's why the relationship patterns with other people close to us tend to be the same as the ones that we learned in the relationship with our parents. Let's talk about rage outlets. Rage is quite a common characteristic of children raised by toxic parents. Abused children have a lot of accumulated rage. You can't be battered, humiliated, terrified, and, and so on without being angry. Since a child has no way to release all the anger, it gets accumulated and has to find an outlet in adulthood. Usually in the form of violent behaviors, crime, manipulation, or headaches, expressed or depression, um, illness as an internal outlet. You know, the crime of behavior manipulation is an external outlet. Um, The next one is, and we're only going to talk about one more, the abused become the abuser. Sometimes a child assumes that if they possess the same qualities as the abusive parent, They could protect themselves. That sounds so strange, but it's so true. Victimized children thus fantasize how they could protect themselves by acting the same way as the abuser. In reflection, I broke down and cried when I was putting this together for you here today because I had felt those kind of feelings. It's not that I got the crap beat out of me every single day or it was an accumulation. And like I said earlier, every child has their own experience and their own experience level is how they internalize it. Okay. I'm very, I'm a very sensitive person by nature. So I internalized in a very sensitive way any minute little, you know, criticism or the constant criticisms. Whew. By the end... Children develop the same damaging traits as a toxic parent. I struggled with this because I had developed some really toxic behaviors in my life that I had to really be active in overcoming. And I'll share that with you in a little while. Knowing knowing this is definitely not an excuse for your toxic parents, but it is a good thing to know, especially to understand the big picture 
but even more, to not continue toxic behavior with your own children and other important relationships in your life. This is a constant work in progress, and it's okay. Like we said earlier in, this, in, in the first segment, no parent is perfect. That doesn't mean that in adulthood we have to be perfect. We can constantly work on ourselves and tweak ourselves, just like we do with an oven. We turn up the volume, we turn down the volume on a, on a radio, on the TV. We turn up the heat, we turn down the heat. It's a constant flux, the constant ebb and flow of experiences in life. But when you learn how to identify the common types of behaviors and toxic matters, then you will be quick to pull yourself out of those behaviors. We're going to be taking a short break. But when we come back, we are going to talk about the most common types of toxic parents. So in this segment, we went over some common behaviors. But now we're going to talk about some types. So stick with me. You're not going to want to miss this. Be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer-Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. 
You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. All right, welcome back. Now we're going to be getting into a discussion about the most common types of toxic parents. You know, there are many forms of toxic families. Some are extremer than others, right? But there are also very frequent and standard types that run more or less on the same negative patterns. Toxic parents fall into the following standard categories. Um, and this isn't, these aren't, you know, necessarily, you know, my, you know, dream list, <laughs> so to speak, of the types of toxic parents. But this is through research and the psychology that this list has been presented as the m- most common types. You know, there are others, you know, possibly, but we're just going to go over a few of the common types. So, um, number one is godlike parents, where a children's independence is suffocated. Number two is the inadequate parents, where the child becomes most in, almost invisible, or the controllers. Number three, where the child is only an extension of the family. Number four is the verbal abusers, who directly or indirectly humiliate a child over and over again. Five, the physical abusers, where there is no place to hide, no escape from physical punishment. Number six, what about the alcoholics, where all the behaviors that I just mentioned, one through five, are present? And number seven are the sexual abusers, which represents the ultimate betrayal. Now, let's dive a little bit deeper into those seven types of abusive parents, the godlike parents. Number one, as you know, a child has no way to survive on their own. Children are completely dependent on their parents. Without them, they would be unloved, unprotected, unfed, unhoused, living in a constant state of fear, knowing they cannot survive alone. Parents are the all-powerful providers. Children need parent supply. With nothing and no one to judge against them, a child assumes their parent is perfect And as long as a child believes their parent is perfect, they feel protected. That's a psychological fact. An unpredictable parent is a fearsome god in the child's eyes. Some parents assume they can fully control their children simply because they gave them life. When a child is completely dependent on their parents, how their needs are being met plays a very important role on personality development okay what about when a child uh, maybe around two years old uh, or maybe even sooner starts to assert his or or her own independence okay my grandson at a year old even maybe a month or two sooner started to insert his independence already like you want to help them up and help them walk and he would actually push your hand away he wanted to do it himself at such a an infancy it, it really tripped me out. <laughs> um, now, toxic parents tend to see any rebellion or assertion of independence as a rebellion, individual differences, or any kind of will assertion as a personal attack on them. Instead of promoting healthy development of a child, 
they unconsciously undermined it, usually by reinforcing a child's dependence and helplessness, often disguised in the belief that they are acting in their child's best interest. You know, I got to tell you, nine times out of 10, I see it every day with what I do. Parents are self-serving, acting as if it's in their child's best interest. I'm just putting it out there, you know, not attacking anyone personally. It's just what I see in the legal system day in and day out. So with that approach, toxic parents become godlike parents, unpredictable parents to be feared and obeyed no matter the cost. How about this quote? My father only screamed at me because he wanted to teach me a lesson, but he didn't mean to hurt me. This is an example of denial because the truth about the toxic parent might be too painful. Number two, the inadequate parent, a parent who focuses their energies on their own survival. All children have basic inalienable rights and needs. Besides the basic needs to be fed, clothed, sheltered, and protected, there are several other needs and rights that must be met for a child to develop into a healthy adult. Examples of these needs are emotional nurturing and respect for feelings, being treated in a way that helps the child develop a sense of self-worth, being guided by appropriate limits on a child's behavior. What about children have the right to be children, to spend their early years being playful and spontaneous? You know, inadequate parents especially have a problem with meeting that last need, that children have a right to be children. While loving parents do nourish a child's maturity by giving them certain responsibilities and household duties age appropriately, inadequate parents enforce responsibility at the expense of the child's childhood. I remember at a very young age, for no reason at all, every time school ended and we were on traditional schedules at that time, so we had like, what, two and a half, three months off during the summer? I was on automatic restriction the entire summer. I was not allowed to have any friends over, go anywhere. My mom would save up her duties as a parent that she was a stay-at-home mom that she could have done during the day or whatever when, you know, when we were at school. She would save up months and months worth of ironing, and I would be a slave to the ironing board, ironing all baskets and baskets and baskets of clothes. I had to learn at a very young age to do adult duties. To this day, I hate to iron. Go figure. (laughs) But that's just a mild lesson here or a mild thing to share. You know, some things are are very emotionally, very deeper and leave deeper emotional scars than just, you know, being on, on unwarranted restriction during the summer because my mom had to control me. Children who are forced to act like adults always fall short because it's, impossible for us as kids to function as an adult. We're not adults. External demands of parents soon get transformed into internal demons with impossible standards and constant judgment. We constantly judge ourselves, right? So we need to break this pattern and this cycle. Children who are forced to grow up too fast are robbed of their childhood. Let's talk about the controllers. Loving parents who feel good about themselves have no need to control their, their adult children. Toxic parents, on the other hand, experience the development of a child's separate identity as a big loss. They operate out of fear of abandonment and a sense of dissatisfaction of their own lives. 
That's why they pull strings to keep their children dependent on them or to have control over their lives, at least to a certain extent, even into adulthood. Direct control of children involves intimidation. It's often humiliating and a child's feelings get to be completely subordinate to the feelings of the demands of parents. That's why children raised by over-controlling parents usually develop anxious and fearful personalities and have difficulties maturing. In such families, the imbalance of power is tremendous. I see this with some of my clients who, who bring their children in while they have appointments with me. And it's very heart-wrenching to see this. The fourth is we're going to talk about verbal abusers. You know, the bruises inside are very hard to heal. I'm sure we've all experienced some kind of inside bruising at some level in our life. But verbal abuse is a damaging is as damaging as physical abuse. And in some cases, it does even more damage to a child. Insulting names, degrading comments, and constant criticism all leave deep emotional scars that hinder feelings of self-worth and personal agency. There are two types of different verbal abuse. There's a direct style of verbal abuse and an indirect style of verbal abuse. So the first one, direct style... Um, is broken out as, you know, these are are the type of parents who directly insult their children from being stupid, worthless, ugly, or something in that line, in that frame. It can be anything from telling a child how much better it would be if they had never been born to any other type of assault that intentionally hurts a child's feelings. The other is the indirect style of verbal abuse. And these type of parents who do ver- who do verbal abuse, uh, this verbal abuse indirectly, is by being cynical, you know, sarcastic or teasing the child or performing subtle put-downs. They make, quote, uh, innocent and, quote, little comments or remarks that hurt as much as a direct insult does. Positive humor is a good tool to bond a family, but humor that belittles does damage. Children take sarcasm, cynicism, and teasing at face value. We don't know how to interpret it as an adult. We don't know that our parents were kidding. Or you as parents, your kids don't know you're kidding. They have no connection to that maturity of thinking. So they're going to take it very internally and as a personal attack on who they are. So let's stop doing that. You know, many times verbally abusive parents rationalize or mask their toxic behavior with educational lessons, right? How many times have I heard that one? It's for your own good. Whack, whack, whack. Oh, yeah, that was not a lesson for me in anything positive. They are only trying to take to make their child become a better person, right? Or teach them how to deal with the cruel world. But every child internalizes and starts believing what their parents say about them, and verbal abuse is definitely not doing a child any good. Extremely competitive people have a great tendency to become verbally abusive parents. At some point, they become afraid that their children will outperform them, possibly, right? Loving, healthy parents experience their children's skill acquisition with excitement and joy and support. Competitive parents, on the other hand, might often feel anxious, scared, and deprived. 
that's why they start to belittle their children, possibly, right? The hidden agenda of the parents becomes that their children can't outdo them. Now, this is a very, very touchy subject because I know a lot of very competitive parents and they push and push and push their kids. That might not be the most positive way, but, you know, we all have to realize where we're at before we can change what we're doing, right? You know, a special form of verbally abusive parents is also the perfectionist parent who was never satisfied with anything. Perfectionist parents impose unobtainable goals, impossible expectations, and overchanging rules. It's impossible to, to, to meet the perfection of perfectionist parents. We're going to take our last break, and when we come back, we are going to discuss the final two types of abusive parents, the physical, the alcoholic, and sexual abusing parents, and we will be right back. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. All right, we're in our final stretch of this segment, and 
Before the break, we were talking about most common types of toxic parents, and we left off with number five, um, the physical abusers, you know, when the scars are not seen, right? Physical abuse, same as verbal, most often happens because of the parent's exhaustion, high stress levels, anxiety of their own unhappiness, in combination with an appalling lack of impulse control. It could be, you know, commute. You're, you're you know, maybe a parent uh, with a high stress or anxiety level is stuck in, in you know, working uh, an eight-hour job, but you add four hours of commute time there and back, and they're just spent. I mean, they don't want to deal with a child's anxieties, you know, the child's anxiety fuse or high stress or stress level fuse at all, or their own exhaustion level from being at a babysitter's for 10 hours or whatever. Their fuse is a lot smaller than ours, guys. We got to realize that and put ourselves in check no matter how tired we are. You know, the physical abusers usually come from families where physical abuse was the normal and they were also greatly abused in one way or another. Okay, this is just a common thread. um, Physical abusers expect their children to meet their needs, to be served, um, not to be disturbed kind of a way. Um, when, When that doesn't happen, because it simply can't happen, they lash out. Their anger is directed more towards their parents and how their parents mistreated them than towards their children. But. That's a poor excuse, okay? It's a really poor excuse for being a physically abusive parent. Since all the research shows that any physical punishment has only negative long-term effects on a child, beating creates stronger feelings of rage, revenge fantasies, and self-hatred. There's um, a kind of a sidebar of a physical abuser is the passive abuser. So in toxic families, one of the parents is usually an active abuser and the second one is a passive abuser. Now you might say, how can this be, right? Or, you know, maybe looking at your own family structure or somebody's structure that you know that you maybe raised with. Maybe you had a best friend growing up and their parents or their family structure was, you know, toxic. And now that you're looking at it and you have more information that you can see and you can analyze, wow, that uh, one parent was the um, active abuser and the other parent was a passive one. Well, what do I mean by that? The passive parent might not beat or abuse the child in any other form, but since they do nothing to protect the child from the active abuser, they become a partner in the abuse. Okay? This also rolls over into a sexually abusive environment. Instead of taking steps to defend a child, passive parents become a frightened child themselves, afraid of the active abuser acting helpless and passive. But the final result is that the passive abuser it are, abusers are effectively abandoning their child. Okay, we're going to skip over to alcoholic parents. Um, alcoholic parents do everything mentioned before. Okay, children of alcoholic parents develop a high tolerance of accepting and um, the unacceptable. The drinking problem leads to the development of a special secret toxic bond between the child and the parent. Drinking also leads to a destruction of vulnerability, trust, and openness in the family. 
Jealousy, possessiveness, and suspicion usually drive alcoholic parents. Oh my God, do I know some people that are falling into this. Children learn early on that relationships lead to betrayal and love leads to pain. How freaking sad is that, guys? A child becomes a scapegoat for all that is wrong with a parent. And lastly, the sexual abusers. Incest is definitely the cruelest, most baffling of human experiences and the hardest form of any abuse. Incest is any kind of physical contact with a child's mouth, breast, genitals, anus, or any other part of the body done with the purpose of sexually arousing the aggressor. This is sick. Makes me want to barf. It's usually also any kind of behavior that needs to be kept a secret between the parent and the child. These are many mis or th- there's many misconceptions out there around incest. Namely, it's a rare occurrence. That's a misconception, guys. It happens only in poor, uneducated families. Oh, hell no, it doesn't. It's normal. It's a normal reaction to sexual deprivation. No, it's not. It's sick. The person needs help. Young girls provoke being molested. You know what? Doubtful. Even though that young girls dress in a provocative way now these days, the parents of the teenage girls that are dressing need to have more control. Just saying. Um, and the list goes on for a little bit, but we won't get into, into that part. Now, parents, no matter how toxic and corrupt they are, have a monopoly in family's power and credibility, which is why incest can easily be covered up. Incest rarely happens in open, loving, and communicative families. Instead, it occurs in families where there's a lot of emotional isolation, neediness, stress, um, and different kind of isolation, secrecy, and lack of mutual respect. The damage of incest is huge. It leads to a child feeling dirty, damaged, and different. Sexually abused humans are usually robbed of healthy relationships and sexuality their entire lives. Many of them become overweight as adults. Um, to keep the opposite gender away because the body mass creates a false illusion of strength and power. If you've experienced any such damage occurrences in your life, please, please get some help. When toxic parents feel bad, they often look to others to blame. And those others are usually their children. So isn't it time that you reclaim your life from toxic parents We are going to um, continue this segment in part two next week. Part two is learning how to reclaim your life from toxic parents. Now that we know the main types of toxic parenting, there are going to be recommendations of how to overcome the hurtful legacy and reclaim your life. It is important that you clue in and you tune in to next week's segment for part two of Toxic Parents. Do not miss next week where we will learn exactly what you need to do to reclaim your life. Thank you for tuning in. Until next week, stay strong. Thank you for tuning in to Reclaiming Your Life. 
Be sure to join Don Christensen for another edition of the program next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we speak again, have a good week.